Welcome to Pause, Learn, and Reflect with Katie. Thank you for joining me today. This podcast allows me to share my passion for dog training and help people find happiness with their dogs. Today we're going to discuss 11 ways dog trainers help their clients achieve training success. And I'm going to share those tips with you right after this. Want to learn dog training? Enroll with ISCDT. Our online course consists of 18 lessons that teach dog training and canine behavior. Students work hands-on with dogs and provide a video diary of their work. Visit us at iscdt.com to learn more and enroll. How to get the most out of your training when you hire a dog trainer. Tip one, dedicate time each day to train your dog. When your dog first learns a command, practice several times a day for short periods. Once your dog fully understands the command, use real life opportunities to enhance your dog's training. An example is when leaving the house for a walk, ask your dog to sit by the front door and wait until you invite him to exit the house. You may also make your dog remain in his place during family meals. Failing to practice regularly will prevent you from advancing from early stage learning to applying commands in real life situations. Number two, get everyone on the same page. Due to busy family schedules, it is difficult to arrange training sessions with the entire family present. But while it's not mandatory that everyone shows up to the lesson, it is important that attendees relay training information to family members who are not present. Dogs will struggle to understand what is expected of them if different family members are using different training words or techniques. And here is an example. One family member uses come, another one uses come here, another one says come on. One uses come when the dog comes to them, the other one uses come when they want the dog to walk with them. So people hire dog trainers to help them effectively communicate with their dog or to solve a behavioral problem. And with everybody on the same page, it will help you find success without stressing out the dog or confusing the dog. Number three, follow through with commands. How often do you give your dog a command and then give up when the dog doesn't comply? I mean, we witness this every day. It could be sit, come, leave it, down. It doesn't matter. The commands are given, and when the dog fails to comply, the person walks away from the dog, or they look at us and shrug. There are even some people who will pet the dog before walking away, even though the dog didn't listen. Most offenders don't even realize they're doing it. Others write off, the behavior as the dog being too stubborn to follow commands. But honestly, the dog does respond. He responds in a manner in which he learned. So A, the owner says something. B, me, the dog doesn't follow. C, the owner just walks away. Four, I think I'm a good dog. The rule every dog owner should follow is when you issue a command, follow through until the dog complies. If you do not have time to follow through, do not give the command. Inconsistent expectations are confusing for your dog. And going back to the 
um, the point where I said that some people pet their dogs who don't listen, please try to hold affection and any type of reward until the dog complies. We don't get A for effort. We want the dog to actually follow through to be rewarded. Number four, understand that reaching your training goals takes time. In order to succeed in training your dog, you have to have goals. One of the first questions we ask a prospective training client is what they wish to accomplish through training. Some clients want a dog with perfect recall, while others want a dog to stop countersurfing. Knowing the client's goals helps us formulate an effective training plan. Problems arise when the clients rush the process and expect too much too soon. A recent client was disappointed that his dog followed commands at home, yet when he went to a party, the dog failed to respond to that same command that he knew well in the house. Well, here's the problem. Only three days had passed between our first training session where the dog learned the commands that he was demonstrating and the party that he attended to the dog to show off the skill. There are four stages of dog training. Each stage takes time to master. You wouldn't expect your kindergarten student to read Moby Dick a year after they learned to read, right? Of course we wouldn't. Likewise, don't release your untrained dog in a large field and expect them to come when called. Before removing the leash, you must spend time teaching recall to ensure that your dog understands the command in different surroundings and levels of distraction. And of course, this is known as generalizing behavior, and it was discussed in an earlier lesson. If you want to go and find out exactly how to generalize behavior, check our previous podcasts. Number five, don't hold off training until a problem arises. Before welcoming a dog in your home, decide the house rules. After the dog arrives, address any negative behaviors you notice. Without delay, train your new dog so he learns to follow each of the house rules. Owners tend to ignore a behavior until it becomes a problem. Oh, he's just a puppy. We'll stop him from jumping on guests when he's full grown. Others will tolerate their dog pulling, lunging, and barking while they're on walks because the dogs are lightweight and easy to handle. Problem is, once the dog is full grown, they're harder to manage. And now it becomes an issue. Change is difficult and often unpleasant. And considering the dog's point of view, you learn a behavior from your owner and it's accepted for months or years. Then one day they change the rules and you are now reprimanded instead of rewarded for that learned behavior. It takes a great deal of patience and time to change a behavior. Many dogs are surrendered to shelters when they do not comply with sudden life changes. So do yourself and your new dog a favor and set rules and boundaries from the start. I often suggest to my puppy clients that they don't look at the dog they have in front of them at the present time. I want them to consider the rules based on the dog when it's full grown, when it's 100 pounds or whatever. If you do not want a 100 pound dog laying across your couch, don't allow your puppy on the couch. And the same thing goes for your bed at night. If you are not going to be dragged around town by your dog after a year, don't accept it when your dog is young and lightweight. Look into the future and see what you think you can tolerate with your dog. Number six, use a leash. When your dog is learning obedience, a leash is a helpful tool. 
Have your dog drag a short leash so you can stop naughty behavior and help them gain focus outside of training sessions. And here's a safety note. Rather than having your long leash dragging on the ground, cut it so it hovers just above the ground. We don't want your pup to trip over it or to get caught when they're in motion. And never leave a dog unattended with a leash on, even a quick bathroom break. Remove the leash at night, when the dog is outside, when the dog is in the crate, or any time that you are not physically with your dog. Number seven, be realistic. Do not issue commands to your dog unless you are confident your dog understands the command. Just because your dog responds in a low distraction setting such as your home does not mean he will understand the command around distractions or in a different setting. Slowly build training success around higher distractions and new settings. I know that is a repeat or a continuation of an earlier tip, but it's one of the most important. Number eight, be concise. Give your command once. So here's an example. Sit. Rather than sit, sit, sit. It is important that the dog follows the command the first time. Just think how much safer your dog is when they return to you the moment you say come, rather than repeating come, 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 come. Remember, dogs do not understand words, they understand sounds. If you continuously say to your dog, sit, 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 your dog learns the butt touches the floor when he hears sit, sit, sit. And the same comes for come and any other commands. Number nine, be generous. Reward your dog when they follow commands or do the right thing. Rewards can include food, toys, or affection. Here is a side note. Food is definitely the best reward for you to give your dog when they're first learning. Toys can be too distracting and affection may not be motivating enough. I don't want you to lure a dog forever, nor do I want treats to remain again forever, but I do want them there until the new command becomes a behavior and going back to the dog sitting until you welcome him outside instead of getting food for that when the dog is at that stage their reward is going for a walk if i place my dog while i prepare her meals her reward is getting to eat the meals once that i release her number 10 be consistent stick to the same training words your dog learned swapping words is confusing for your dog when your dog grabs something, tell them to drop it. Refrain from saying, knock it off, don't touch my shoe, stop that, give it to me. And I also want you to be very careful when you're using your dog's name. Oftentimes, I will see people get frustrated with their dog when the dog doesn't come to them. However, the owner failed to ever use the word come. Instead, they go, Elsa, 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 and they repeatedly say the dog's name and then get frustrated. And my response to them is, you have never issued your dog a command. You've simply said the dog's name and that's not communicating anything with your dog. Number 11, be kind. Dog training is a learning process for your dog. Don't yell or show frustration if they struggle. Never ever hit your dog. Your pup is your best friend. Keep your tone and your body language cool, calm, but confident during training. Make sure you communicate your delight when your dog succeeds. And if you are in a bad mood or you're stressed, that is not the right time to train your dog. Forgo training and take a walk. It'll likely put you in a better mood. And then maybe when you get home, you can train with your dog. We have taken the time to pause and learn now it is time to reflect 
and I am going to repeat the words of Audrey Hepburn. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. You are able to train your dog. Your dog is able to learn. If you struggle, get help from a professional. If you are a professional, reach out to your dog training school or your mentor for help. But always remember, I'm possible. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends about it. Please like us or subscribe. We're on various different platforms. If you have any questions for me or you want to share any success you've had after listening to the tips on this podcast, you can reach me at Katie, K-A-T-I-E at ISCDT.com. Also visit our social media platforms. ISCDT, and that stands for the International School for Certified Dog Trainers, and we're located in New York. And until next time, we are here to teach you to train them. Have a great day.